You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you have a story that you think we should cover, if you've experienced something paranormal, something strange, cryptids, ghosts, anything like that, or if there's a true crime story you think we should pursue, contact us at strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for story ideas, and of course we love talking to witnesses, love doing interviews with witnesses and so forth. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, and always at strangefamiliars.com. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody had a great holiday season. Besides our normal Patreon ad, which I will do a little bit later, the New Year is going to bring with it a series of new purchases for the podcast that we're going to need if the podcast is going to continue. 
One of those is unfortunately a new computer. I'm working still on a Mac that's over 10 years old. It's been great, but it's time to replace it. So if you have some extra money after the holidays and you'd like to help us out, I'm going to put some PayPal links at strangefamiliars.com. Of course, Patreon's always a great way to help us. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. But if you can do a little extra, I'm going to put up some PayPal links. One will just be a button that will be a set amount. And then I'll have a PayPal.me link as well at strangefamiliars.com. It'll be under the show notes. That PayPal me link ends with a number. And that number I will put in there is 25. That'll be $25. But you can change that number to any number you want. The number after the slash, after my name. PayPal.me, Timothy Renner, slash 25. You can change that number 25 to any number you want. You can go lower or higher. I just put that number in there. Your help will help us continue to make Strange Familiars, which we love doing and plan to continue to do. But uh, like I said, we do need some new equipment in the new year here. So any help would be greatly appreciated. On tonight's show, we're going to talk with Jedediah. He has one of these maybe Flannel Man experiences, except he saw two. Very interesting the way he describes it. And then he has some other kind of weird experiences with sleep paralysis and so forth that we talk about as well. After my interview with Jedediah, I will be playing some interesting audio that I was sent I'm not sure what it is, and uh, neither is really the person who sent it to me, so they're not really claiming it's anything. It's just interesting audio captured at an interesting place under interesting circumstances. But first, let's talk to Jedediah. We're talking with Jedediah, who has a flannel man experience and some other experiences, how did you want to tell the stories? Did you want to start in chronological order, or did you want to jump into the Flannel Man thing and come back to the uh, other stuff? I listened to the Flannel Man men thing, and then uh, and then I'll try to give you some of the, the juiciest ones. All right, that sounds good. So, <laughs> That's cool. Am I right in remembering you said this was, this was a double Flannel Man? Yeah, it was really weird. Well, let's, like, let's hear it. Yeah, you just want me to tell you how it went down? Yeah, please. Okay. okay, so like when I was, well, growing up, my grandmother and grandfather lived up in Oscoda County, Michigan. They had like close to 200 acres of like forest. Some pasture, there was a, uh, a pond, uh, like a gravel pit, women. So they had like a a farmhouse. I had a great uncle that had an adjacent property to it, and he had like 80 acres, but it was mostly just hay fields because he, he used to do uh, like dairy cows. Anyways, so growing up, we would like not a whole summer, but like at least two weeks at a time, we, you know, we'd go up there. And then also, my all my older brothers, like my brothers are a lot older than me, so. 
they would be up there too and their kids. And so it was like a big family, like summer fun time. So I think it's like a, maybe a five bedroom house. It's pretty old. My great, great, I, well, either just the great, great grandparents or I don't know. Part of the family's been up there for a long time. But anyways, uh, both of those grandparents are deceased at this point and the house is sold. And it bordered the Huron National Forest as well. So it's pretty sparse. Like there are neighbors and stuff, but like I said, that was a 200 acre plot really. And the house set up on a hill and it was by a Michigan Road 33, which was like kind of not like super busy is what I'm saying. It's like a state road, but it's not very busy. It was like probably about midnight because I was probably like 13, maybe 10, 13 at the time. And since the whole family was up there, all the bedrooms are full. Uh, I'm going to try to describe where I slept within like a living room on the ground floor, which was connected to the main dining room. And there, there's no wall or anything. So if I'm laying on that couch, my head is towards the direction of the house and around the corner would be where my parents would be sleeping. And then if I look towards my feet, I look through the dining room and then out like two giant picture windows that are at a, you know, like that's the corner of the house. So there's a picture window to my left and then directly in front of me, but all the way across the room. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to describe stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I had woke up and it was late, late. I mean, I I have no idea. Maybe midnight, maybe 3 a.m., not sure. And I saw what, for a second, I thought it was my great uncle because, so he was in his, like, 80s, 70s, 80s at this time. At this time, he lived on into the 90s. So he was probably in his late 70s. And he would always be wearing, like... (laughs) Especially, like, if it was chilly or cold, even in the dead of winter, he would have, like, 80, like, different layers of flannels, T-shirts, you know, like, mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts, I mean. Mm-hmm. He never wore coats. It was really funny. But anyways, I thought I saw him, but then I realized I'm looking at two guys, but they were, like, elderly looking, and they were identically, they had, like, a, like a nicotine-stained yellow type plaid shirts on the same and they were like talking to each other kind of it looked like that's what they were doing but their arms were like really exaggerated gestures like back and forth you know mm-hmm. but they were like the same they were almost mirrored and then uh so i then like i think i felt like i could tell that they could tell that I was looking at them. So w- when you saw them, were they inside yeah. or, or outside? No, no, no. They're right outside the window. Okay, so they're outside the window. Okay. Like, yeah, I've, yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Uh, this is like outdoor, like right outside that, outside the window. So they were like really gesturing, and it looked like they were talking. And then as they must have noticed I was looking at them, they both turn their faces towards me. And then this is like the weirdest thing, but you know, like a barn owl, like how their heads do that circular motion. Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. they have that heart face. Mm-hmm. They were doing that. Like as if their heads weren't attached to the body. Kind of like it was totally unnatural. And that's what scared the crap out of me. Wow. So I turned because I knew I, I was so scared. I wanted to go run to my parents. You know, I was frozen, scared. And then I turned my head to kind of like plan my escape, if you will. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of cluttered too. It was like old people's house. <laughs> and then as I look back, they're gone, totally gone. And, and then that was it. But what just still gives me the creeps is how their heads were moving. Yeah, that sounds really And so creepy. I wonder if it, if it wasn't like a, I don't know, like some type of weird vibrational thing. But then it was also weird because they were like the same. And, and then once I noticed their face kind of, I could tell it wasn't my uncle. You know, my great uncle. Right. So that's about as much as I can remember. You can try to get a little more details out of me or whatever. <laughs> Are you aware of, uh, I mean, just the, the fact that you describe them as owl-like, are you aware of how often owls play into paranormal events? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I was, just, I was wondering. Yeah, I've, some of Adam Sane's, you know, podcast, I, I love that show, too. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've heard, a, can't remember the guy's name, but the owl guy. Mike Cleland, yeah. Yeah. But these, yeah, these were human faces and human bodies. Right, right. But it was just the owl-like movement that was so fluid and weird. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> though. Let me ask the two things, and I think I know the answer yep. to one, because I think you told me before we started recording, but have you ever had sleep paralysis-type events? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I get those even to this day. And have you ever, Some, in in any in any way, in, in either in sleep paralysis or in other any other situation, had any instances with either ghostly or otherwise unexplainable, seemingly unnatural, let's say, black dogs? Black dogs? No, I don't. I don't believe so. My niece has told me that she's seen wolf heads, but I can't get anything out of her these days mm-hmm. <laughs> how old is she <laughs> well she's uh like you're she's like 35 or so oh okay if someone told you, you have to t- say what you think these entities were whether they were ghosts uh aliens actual people was it a sleep paralysis event etc cetera, etc cetera. What, what would you what would you uh put your money on as to uh, you know what you saw i think it was some type of spirit like an angel or something Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it was like a good one or a bad one. I think the the fear and like the terror probably there was some maliciousness to it. But then again, I mean, I'm seeing something so strange that I don't know. One of the things with flannel man, it, 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 people often don't know whether they're like a lot of people report very neutral feelings towards it. But they're, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're scared because some, they're seeing something that, you know, shouldn't be there or. Right, right. Or uh, they're surprised that it's there, but they report very neutral mm-hmm. feelings. There, there are a few people who have reported, you know, some pretty sinister stuff along with it, but it's just a strange thing. Mm-hmm. No answers for, as to uh, what they are. That's why I'm, I'm now polling everyone that, yeah. that has an, yeah. an encounter. 
So what are some of these other uh, strangenesses that you hinted at? Well, boy, this one, I, I asked my wife if I, I mean, she's okay with me telling this too, because we were together. We live kind of in the border of like ghetto and not ghetto Indianapolis. When we first got married, we lived in this real old apartment and it was Christmas Eve once. And we were just kind of, this is funny, but we were just making little Christmas ornaments out of clay or something, like little animals. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, there was something in our apartment. And I can't describe, I didn't see anything, but I knew something was there. My wife and I both got up and like, we kind of walked towards our apartment door and when I looked, and well, actually, we both looked into our bedroom, she just buckled and fell to the ground. And I just was, I don't know, I mean, just head to toe, you know, goosebumps, something was like in that room. And when I asked her about it to this day, you know, she says that she saw something black back there. I got like the this is kind of weird, but like an inner radar was going off. Like there's something right there. And I grew up Christian. I am Christian now. Probably not like what might be stereotyped as one. <laughs> Cause like, you know, I'm into black metal and <laughs> uh, play music. The crazy, you know, uh, but I, you know, that's my faith. And we both prayed together right then and there. And then I had a realization, this is going to sound kind of weird too, but again, it was like, not a, not like audible, but like an inner voice that was like, just make yourself like a child, like my child, and I'll protect you. And so we went back over to the couch and just started making more of these little clay animals and listen to, like, Johnny Cash Christmas music. <laughs> and uh, eventually it went away. Wow. That was that. I absolutely know that something was there, although I couldn't see it with my eyes. It was, like, my heart or whatever, you know, my inner being. It was, like, alert, alert, alert. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, she'll, she'll tell you to this day that she saw a black thing in the room, and she fell to the ground. It was weird. Wow. She's not into, I mean, she, she likes, you know, I'm getting her into like strange familiars and stuff, mm -hmm. but she's not like into that. Like I had been. Right. I don't know if you want to ask any questions about that or should I move on to something more recent? As the story goes, you know, you didn't see anything. I, I kind of know what you mean, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure other people will agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something that's, that's unheard of before mm -hmm. but yeah i guess going so these yeah these are all like completely out of order like as in the history of me that's fine <laughs> so a lot of times i'll be sleeping here on my bed with my wife she'll be conked out and i will have <sighs> so this is what happened uh, this, this this is within this year um maybe the last six months I woke where I couldn't move. I was like, it's almost like my eyes were sort of open, but not completely open. 
And then I could, I was sensing my, even though I was laying on my side, I was like above the bed on my stomach. It felt like I was swimming towards my, our bedroom door in a way, like in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I got closer to the bedroom door, I could feel something was trying to come in our front door to the house. And I can't say it was like a full on dream because I could see the cats and stuff like laying on our bed and left the bed. Whatever it was, I was like, oh my gosh, it's trying to come in. I was lighting these candle things, almost like a flare, and I was chucking them through the house (laughs) towards the front door. And then I was back in my bed. I woke up like with a huge jerk. And my wife is like, what in the world? You were saying Jesus. No, I was saying it's not me, but Jesus in me that's telling you to leave the house or something. Wow. Like I was saying that audibly out loud. Wow. Okay. So there was that one. In that but, situation, as you're, let, let's just say you're out of body. Mm-hmm. You're, you're out of body. You don't remember saying those words while you were out of body. Yeah, I was. I uh, mean, like, I don't think it was like coming, like, it was more like I was saying them in my head, I thought. Okay. But I was actually physically, my body was talking them. Okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, and she's like, what? And she's like, you're having another one of those. And I'm like, I guess I did. My most recent, maybe, what I, I hate calling them abduction experiences because... I don't think yeah. I ever, I don't think I ever leave my bed, and this one didn't even go that far. But I I saw something in the sky above me, and mm-hmm. it, at first it looked like I was like, why is there a radiator in the sky? And then it it dropped down real close, <laughs> and it ended up being this huge Whoa. craft of some sort that was that filled up the whole sky. But anyway. I felt like that feeling where you, you're not going to be able to move. So in my dream, I turned over on my stomach and I, I started, I was raised Catholic. So my connection with, with Mary has always been very important. And so I roll over mm-hmm. on my stomach and I started saying that the Hail Mary and I woke up from this dream face down on the bed saying the Hail Mary out loud. Like, yeah, so, so I okay. wake up in, in the middle okay. of the prayer. It's ve- yeah. very, very strange feeling. It was, it was like, whoa. Yep. So I, do I think you're going to like this next one. All right. <laughs> then. Okay. <laughs> so I had a slip disc in my back. And so I was, we had to sleep. My wife doesn't like to sleep by herself. So she slept with me and we have like an L shaped couch in our living room. And that thing was like perfect for my back. So I laid on my side. And then there's like a window right there. Well, I think you know what I'm saying when I'm saying it's it's not a dream, but it's like this weird, hazy reality, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm getting up and walking towards a part of the room, but I also know that I'm still laying down on the couch. Well, I did this because this white-haired kind of crypt keeper looking bluish gray face skinny wicked man looking thing had this death grip on my throat and it was 
kind of pulling me towards our front door, like our living room. This is like middle of the night. The living room is attached to a dining room, which is all open. And then the front door. And it was pulling me towards the front door. And that first response of prayer, or sometimes I'm quoting scripture, this time it wasn't working. And I was, you know, you've got to get off of me because it's not me saying this, it's Jesus saying, get off of me, but it wasn't. So then I, I don't know what overcame me in this part of the hazy reality situation as it was. I started singing verses from the Psalms, and I knew what I was singing. was I, I can't really remember exactly, but it's stuff like where in the Psalms it's like the enemies of the Lord will fall into their own traps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Because I think they're called like imprecatory Psalms, where it's almost like a curse, but coming from God. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like against against evil, right? Right. Anyways, I started singing these things, but I knew what the words were, but I was hearing it in a weird language in my ears. And to me, it sounded like Hebrew or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of guttural, and and I'm kind of a language nerd, too. I I don't really speak any other languages, but I try. (laughs) (laughs) I started singing these, and it had a melody that was something I have... I don't know how to describe it, but real minor key, uh, kind of Middle Eastern sounding too. Just like when you hear the uh, prayer call, you know, mm-hmm. in like a in a Middle Eastern country, right? And all of a sudden, this thing looked at me straight in the eyes. Its hands flew off of my throat and went flying against our like we've got this big hutch and it and it hit the hutch and it just exploded into like mist and poof it was gone well then i jerk awake big time and my wife is like oh my gosh what was that and i'm like i don't know and she's like you were singing this crazy song i've never heard before wow and i'm like what you know, and I told her what it was, and I, I could, man, it was hard to get back to sleep for a little while after that, because I was, I mean, I had tears coming down my face. I mean, it was pretty darn profound. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Two days later, we go up to my dad's and stepmom's house and that, that, that niece that I was telling you about earlier, she was there with her family. She's got kids. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, 
my family, they all go to church, but like nobody talks about spiritual encounters or anything. So we're having this dinner. I'm just going to blurt out this story of what happened to me. But before I do that, I'm going to ask if anybody's ever had a, a thing where they've been praying in their sleep or something. And my stepmom, who is super no-nonsense, goes, you know, just two nights ago, your dad was singing this song in his sleep. Oh, wow. And I don't even know what it was. And that just floored me, so I had to tell the story of what happened. And I think half the family thinks I'm completely bonkers. (laughs) But my dad and stepmom were like, whoa, that is crazy. So that would have been the same night? that would have had to have been. Wow. It had to have been. Because it was, it, it was just fresh off of that. Just two days later or so. Now, did, so, did, he have any, did he have any memory of any dream or experience or anything that went along with that? Or? No, no, not really. And, I mean, if we want to kind of play, pardon the pun, but like devil's advocate here, he's older. He's in his, you know, mid-80s. And he used to be in, like, a professional gospel quartet. He's always been a singer. So maybe he's dreaming of singing in front of some people again, you know? Yeah, but, but still. But there was just something about that timing of everything. Right, and right. It was just wild. Man, it was wild. Yeah, that's that's a neat one. Wow. Yeah. And my father and I, have we have a good connection after high school, I did a lot of rebelling and this, that, and the other. You know, you don't have to put this in the thing <laughs> if you don't want to, but I, I rebelled a lot. I didn't really actually try too much of it, but I did look into the occult and this and that. I read all the Levian stuff and then the Crowley stuff, but kind of was more in the self-styled stuff on my own, kind of, like, mm-hmm. um, but it's, I would never call myself a former cultist, okay? But I also got heavily into drugs at that time and drinking to the point that I was homeless and under a, uh, I was sleeping under a, like, broken down truck in Indianapolis. Wow. So I just kind of, I guess the point of me saying that is my dad has always been praying for me, you know, mm-hmm. like tons. And so I, I kind of feel like maybe if you were to ask me and I could just throw this thing out on the table, I kind of feel like maybe his spirit knew that something was attacking me and was involved in helping. Yeah. Know, in yeah. a weird way. That's neat, though. So, That's a... Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Totally scary at the time, though. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. But... I tell you, is, it's... From the number of people I talk to and... This makes a lot of people uncomfortable because we talk about belief when it comes to this stuff a lot. And this is not meant to say anyone's religion is wrong or right. I only say that people are usually able to pray these things away. And it, you, and it's, it doesn't seem to matter if they're Christian or Jewish or what. There seems to be some kind of com- belief component to it. Right. And it's very unusual that it doesn't work. Like, so when you told me that story and you said, like, uh-huh. it, it didn't work, I went, wow. You know, like, I'm thinking, wow. Like that, because it's very unusual. Yeah. It usually works. So there's something about belief that whatever these odd things are, they respond to it in some way. 
I don't know if they respect it or if it's, they're scared of it or, or what. I don't know exactly what it is. But, uh, I mean, if you're approaching it as a Christian, you're, you know, you're obviously there are negative entities and your religion's mm-hmm. working. And that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Looking, yeah, yeah. looking yeah, at it from totally. a point where, like I said, you know, Jewish people have had success praying. Muslim people have had success praying. Christian people yeah. have had success praying. In results of this stuff, for me, it says like, well, maybe there's something about belief in general that whatever these things are, it, it freaks them out or they respect it. I, you know, I don't know what it is. But anyway. Maybe there's like a hierarchy of some type, too. Where it could be. I it, don't know. Like, yeah. You it, know, you've got like the lesser ones. And then if someone has a true faith in something greater than all of that. Right. You know, whatever that connection is. You know, it's, and also, when I've heard of it not working, it's just because it's trying to be used as like a talisman or something. Mm, yeah. Like a, you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Where it's not like a true faith or belief. Right. And I'm yeah. not trying well, to be it, preachy or anything. But no, no. In fact, I know, you know, I, know I, mean? I know a guy who's just who's just not. He's not a Christian. He was having a pretty terrifying. I believe it was an out of body experience he was having, and he said. So he's like, so I called on Jesus and it didn't work. And I'm thinking, well, but you don't believe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if whatever you were dealing with could tell that, that you didn't really believe. You know, it's it's a weird place. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. So there's one more little, I'm going to try to make it quickie, but I was staying on the south side of Indianapolis with kind of like a collection of friends in this house. This was during my, I call them like, the dark years. This is <laughs> right. me being selfish and just trying to forget everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, you know, drinking a fifth a day almost, you know, and wow, bad times for the empire for me. <laughs> right. Anyways, right. uh, <laughs> so there's the person who was renting the home had a, uh, uh, she's probably like seven or eight at the time daughter. And we were all like, it was me, the, the girl who had the daughter, and then another guy friend of ours. We were downstairs, and everybody's passed out. After drinking so much, it's like you still are pretty lucid after drinking, passing out at like 8 p.m., and then waking up at like 3 in the morning, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you're not so inebriated that this story, I remember like it, like I was stone sober. Okay. Right. Because of the tolerance and stuff. But anyway, the girl also who owned or not owned, but rented the house, she was very heavily into, I was just going to say black magic, but I don't want anybody to get mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to do things to benefit her, even if it hurt other people. Take the person. Right. Right. But you can all edit that part out if you'd like to. I don't care. Anyways, this is where it gets interesting. I wake up on that couch and I notice that what seemed like just the regular shadows of, you know, there's night lights on and stuff. Man, everything seemed way too dark. The shadows were blacker than they normally are. Like there was something real heavy in the air and strange. The daughter was sleeping upstairs and no one else was up upstairs with her. She would wake up quite often just, with night terrors and stuff like that. But this time, no one, you know, okay, so no one's awake. And, but I, I need to go 
check on this daughter. Um, just, I'm going to go up and just see if she's okay. So I start going up the stairs. There's just tons of tension in the air. When you get up to the top of the stairs, there's like a brief landing. And if you're turned to your left, you would look straight into the girl's bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. So as I'm getting up to the top of the stairs, things just felt dreadful. And I get to the landing, I turn my body, look into the bedroom, and this girl shoots straight up, 90-degree angle, wide eyes, and she had this shelf on the wall above her headboard. This thing exploded off the wall. Crap went everywhere. There was a big bang. The... Like I said, stuff went everywhere, and then she just let out the loudest scream ever. And then was like, there's glass in my bed. There's glass in my bed. And so <laughs> I yelled, too, because it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. And the mom comes running up the stairs, and she's got blood and stuff on her leg. But, I mean, like she was cut. Her body was still underneath the comforter. Mm-hmm. So, like, nothing from the shelf that I just told you flew off. Nothing got under there to cut her. But she had, like, some cuts on her legs. And we looked all over in that bed and couldn't find anything that cut her. And that was a really scary time. Wow. (laughs) I moved out that week. I'm done. I got (laughs) to straighten out. I went and slept in my truck in our church's parking lot until the next day and was like, I need a better roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, uh, yeah, and I haven't heard anything from that family since, but I won't forget that thing because it flew off the wall. Mm. I don't know. I've got a lot of other little things, but I think those are probably a good... Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I'm sure some people will listen and say, at least the one entity that would grab you by the throat and possibly the, the, the flannel man thing have to do with sleep paralysis. Yeah. To which I say, maybe, you know, maybe they do. But the more I talk to people in regards to, you know, stories about the paranormal and so forth, the number of people who have had sleep paralysis is incredible. Like, right. I've only started recently just started asking everybody, like just no matter what their story is, whether they're telling a Bigfoot story, whatever, I'll just, you know, just throw in a That's question. That's a good idea. Yeah. Do, do you have sleep paralysis? And the number of people that say yes is, is incredible. It, like, it's just a, a huge number. I can't put a percentage on it, but it's, you know, it's way, yeah. way above 50%. I can since, imagine. Since I've started yeah. asking and I've come to kind of think of it like sleep paralysis instead of it as an explanation for this stuff. Like the, the skeptics will always just say, well, that, that explains it. It's sleep mm-hmm. paralysis. Explains it's a symptom. It as exactly as a symptom of it, you know, and maybe it's a little of both. I don't know, but it's to me, that's, just because someone says, oh, that was sleep paralysis, that doesn't Im- immediately eliminate it as being also real in the sense that any, me, of, the, any of these things are real. You yeah. know, it's, it's a very shaky thing to talk about. Let me throw this out there, too. I've had it where I feel like it's 100% a, just a biological thing where my neck is like crooked on the pillow. And I feel like my arm is numb. And I'm half asleep, half awake, but there's no spiritual depth to it. Right. I'm just, oh, man, I must be, like, laying on my jugular or something, (laughs) you know? Right. 
and I'm getting some, like, kind of like the feeling, I've never been, like, literally choked out, but I, I kind of assume losing some blood to your brain, tingling feeling. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. So I know there is a difference, but I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Anything at all. Well, I mean, I've explained <laughs> like in regards to the like the again quote unquote abduction experiences I've had that they don't feel like dreams. They feel r- realer than real life, if that makes sense. You're, yes. You're so yes. like ultra focused and ultra in that moment when the the entities allow you to be. I mean, with me, I was in and out of mm-hmm. sleep a lot, but when you know those moments where I was awake, it was so so much more real than real life. And that's a very hard thing to explain, but it did not have that dreamlike element that sort of, you know, when you're dreaming, it's kind of weird, floaty, surrealistic kind of thing often. And absurd, like Mm -hmm. situations. But when, when, especially that time when I felt like I was floating towards my bedroom door, Mm -hmm. it was like all my senses were extremely sharpened. Yeah, yeah. It seems like just everything's even more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's all very, very strange. <laughs> well, Jedediah, thanks so much for sharing your stories. Yeah. Oh man, it's been a great pleasure. If anything else happens, you know, you know how to get a hold of us. Yep. Well, thanks so much, and thanks <laughs> for right, talking man. to us. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons via Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars, you will find different levels of support there. It starts at $3 a month and goes up, depending on if you want things like t-shirts, buttons, stickers, and more. But $3 a month gets you extra content. We do extra shows for our patrons every month. At least one. We try to do two. The holidays kind of got in our way a little bit in December, but we still got the one patron show out. Without our patrons, we could not do Strange Familiars. And because of our patrons, we've been able to give you more content. I think everybody hopefully has noticed that we've been just doing more shows in general, and we're working our way always towards more. And the more patrons we get, the more content we can give. Again, that's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Thank you, patrons, for your help. Without you, there would be no strange familiars. Alright, so this next bit of audio was sent to me by a listener. And I have talked to this person many months ago. It's very important to this person that they remain anonymous, so I'm not even going to say what state this is captured in. It's in the Northeast. It takes place at a property where this person lived. It's still owned by a member of his family. He had some interesting Sasquatch-like activity occur there in the past, which he told me about before in a phone call. And recently, he sent me this audio. Now, this audio was captured back in July, so it's been a while since it was recorded. But he sent it to me just recently. I asked if it was okay to use this audio, and he said, yeah, as long as I kept it anonymous. So what you will hear is... Mainly, you'll hear hear him growling. So he's sort of imitating what he was hearing, and that's very loud in the clip. So the full clip 
is him. It's, he's hearing something. He's imitating it. His growl is much louder. And then you can kind of hear some things in the background. And then someone says, I want to go. He was with someone at the time. Or I want to go inside or, or something like this. The growls we're interested in are in the background. I may play the first clip now, the full clip with his growl in it. And again, the, the very loud growl you hear will be him. So I'll play that one more time for you. So here is the same clip, and I've taken out his growl so I could boost the other volume a little bit so you could hear a little bit better what's going on in the background. And you can hear the woman with him saying, can we go? Or after he asks, can you hear it in that one? Do you hear it? So this is the first growl, which I'll play three times, and you can hear a whistle after the growl. I don't know if that's indicative of anything or if the whistle is some kind of bird or something, but here is the first growl. This is just isolated from the recording and boosted in volume. Here's the first growl with the whistle that follows it. Again, I've applied some noise reduction to this, and uh, hopefully it, we can boost it and hear the growl a little bit better. I'll play this three times as well. And at the end of the recording, there was a second growl after the female voice asked if she can go or, or leave or go inside. I forget exactly what she says. So this is the second growl. And here is the second growl with noise reduction. This audio was taken off of a video he recorded on his phone that he forwarded to me. It's, you know, less than perfect audio as far as the quality is concerned. And I have to say that the witness, the person who recorded this, is not making any claims as to what it is. He actually sent it to me and, and asked, do you know what this is? And the first thing I asked is, are there cows in the area? Because I grew up around cows, and particularly when they're hungry... They can make a kind of angry 
bellow. That doesn't sound unlike that. It tends to be a little longer, though. Cows, when they uh, when they sound off, at least the ones we had, they tended to hold it out a little bit longer. But, you know, I still I had to ask. So I asked him, are there cows in the area? He said, there are cows about a mile away, but the woods right there are very thick, he said, where he was recording, and he really doesn't think a cow could have made it that close to the area. So again, he's not so much claiming this is anything. He sent it to me, just kind of wondering what it was, and I thought I'd put it out there, let everybody hear it, and maybe we could crowdsource it as to uh, ideas of what it could be. This was recorded at about four in the afternoon in July in uh, northeastern United States. Obviously, I love sharing strange audio like this, EVPs and Bigfoot sounds or possible Bigfoot sounds and so forth. So if you've recorded anything like this and you want to share it on the podcast, send it in. I love stuff like this. That's why I carry a recorder with me whenever I go out on any investigations or anything. I love to capture audio. Mysterious audio is always really neat to feature on the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. I recorded a really cool interview, which if you've listened to the recent show I did on Where Did the Road Go with Ren and Soraya, and we were talking about strange stories in the woods, Soraya read a really neat story on there from British Columbia, Canada, where two fellows went camping and one sort of got lost and so forth. It's a very kind of intense story. Well, it is these two fellows, Alex and Colin, are going to be on the show. It's a very, very interesting interview, very intense interview. I'm very excited to share it. Along with their interview, we did a patron segment as well. Their interview kind of leads right into this patron show we did. I'm really eager to share both of those with you guys, so I'm going to try to get that edited and out next week. I have a lot of interviews queued up, so we have a lot more shows coming. We might go weekly for a little while and try to uh, catch up with this backlog of interviews. And of course, we will have patron shows as well. Stay tuned. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts. Music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more.
runs upon the swaying brine. There is a blood moon in the sky. And now we walk by the red light to wandering pilgrims in the night. Fisher kings without kingdom The stars are only diadem And lo, the blood falls at your feet And colors red the waving weed And runs upon the swaying ride flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.